the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Natural Partner. This is Business 1440. KYCR. Golden Valley. A service of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. The chairman of the House Judiciary Committee says Special Counsel Robert Mueller will not be showing up. Special Counsel Robert Mueller will not appear before the House Judiciary Committee next week. Committee Chairman Gerald Nadler, who wanted Mueller to testify on May 15th, announced Friday negotiations continue with Mueller and the Justice Department about the testimony. He added, if necessary, the committee will attempt to compel Mueller to testify. That is uh, Mike Grazia reporting. Schools shut down on Friday in the Houston area after an overnight storm dumped heavy rainfall on the flood-prone city with more rain expected to flood the waterways over the weekend as well. The river's rising about one foot every two hours. Uh, Specifically down in that area, we have a community called Tierra Grande. That's Fort Bend County drainage engineer Jeff Janicek. He says keeping an eye on the flood levels all weekend long. This is SRN News. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-444-2013. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes, are overweight, or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-444-2013. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-444-2013. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Call 800-444-2013. 800-444-2013. I loved playing high school sports. I loved the competition, the camaraderie, the bands, the crowds, all the pageantry, and I wanted to keep playing. But I graduated. No colleges called, and neither did the pros. So, to stay close to the game I loved, I decided to become a high school official. You know, a referee. When I played high school sports, I learned the importance of integrity, good sportsmanship, and respect for the rules. Now, as a high school official, I get to help model these same values to others. Maybe the colleges and the pros didn't call, but the kids in Minnesota did. And now, I'm enjoying the competition, the camaraderie, the bands, the crowds, and all the pageantry of high school sports all over again. Interested in becoming a licensed high school official? Go to highschoolofficials.com to learn more and begin the application process. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. The Wall Street Business Network is on the air. I'm excited. This economy is on fire. It's the King Banyan Show. Let me emphasize that correlation is not causation. As an educator and former legislator, Professor Banyan steps out of the classroom and onto the airwaves to break down the local and national economic news that matters to you. Unemployment is low because everyone has two jobs. Please bring on the recession. It's the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Now, here's King Banyan. Well, welcome, King Banyan Show, with a new intro. Good morning and welcome. If you're uh, if you're out someplace for fishing opener, well, thank you for bringing me along. That's that's real dedication here on. Uh, on the King Banyan Show here on Business 1440. Thank you for that. Uh, it's commencement season. Graduations uh, are beginning. Ours was yesterday. I s- so I spent uh, approximately five hours in ceremonies across three different uh, 
three different events here on campus, one which I lead uh, where we hood our master's students um, who receive uh, who receive their their hoods before they go down to the uh, before they go down to uh, the, the the hockey center, which is where we hold the uh, graduation ceremonies. Um, so, no, no, I I didn't get the count, but probably about twelve hundred degrees um, were awarded yesterday on campus here. Uh, happening. Uh, The state and the country uh, this weekend, next weekend. Those are probably the two most common weekends for graduation. Um, hopefully, uh, hopefully, if you're if you're the parent of a graduate or the uh, sibling of a graduate, uh, you've been able to take part and uh, congratulate that person. And if you are one of those graduates, congratulations to you. It's a lot of hard work, and uh, we uh, we celebrate your success and hope that you will. Have a great start uh, to your post-college career. Well, you know, these days nothing's really post-college. People come back and keep getting additional training through their lifetimes. It's uh, becoming the life. It's becoming the lifestyle of, the, of uh, or the the general pattern of uh, labor in the United States and I think around the world that uh, people keep having to add to their skill set throughout their lifetimes. Six five one two eight nine four four seven seven. The number to call six five one two eight nine four four seven seven. The Narn table for uh, Doctor Gorka, uh, uh, which uh, is next month, is sold out. The Narn table, you you know, you did it. You sold it out um, with less than a week of less than a week of work done to it. Um, Hopefully, uh, there's. I think there's still a few tickets still available to that event. There's only it's only gonna be about 200 people at uh, the Minnesota Zoo to see this on June 15th. So, go to TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com uh, to pick up to pick up uh, one of those increasingly scarce tickets. Um, I don't want to have to see them being being sold on. Uh, on one of those websites uh, where uh, you're having to pay a multiple just to get in to see Dr. Gorka, but uh, so get on it right now. A uh, little bit, little bit of a different show today. We don't have a whole lot of clips. We don't have a whole lot of. Uh, there wasn't altogether that much news in the week. I mean, the biggest news was, of course, and if you've been paying any attention at all, as my listeners do. China-U.S. trade was the news of the week. It's pretty much, if you follow us on Twitter at PoundKBRS, I'd say two-thirds of my tweets have related to what's happening in this in this uh, dispute. When we left last week, we kind of thought, well, they're probably going to... They're probably going to come to a conclusion at some time this week. There'll be an announcement at the end of the week that they're still going to get together. Uh, there's going to be a deal to be signed. And normally, the normal course of events is that the negotiators go in, they come up with a deal, and all you do when the two leaders get together is bring out pens, bring out champagne, shake hands, sign pieces of paper, toast each other, smile for cameras, go home. All the hard work would have been done this week. Well... A series of events happened, and I don't know that I need to spend a lot of time recapping what happened, but over the weekend, President Trump says, hey, they seem to be changing the deal, Uh, and maybe we should, in fact, not um, sign this. So, And if we're not going to sign this, I had said I was going to raise tariffs, so I'm going to renew my renew my pledge that if China didn't negotiate this deal, I'm going to raise tariffs on the goods that we currently are tariffing, and then I will threaten to place tariffs on all of the Chinese imports, regardless of which sector they come from. Important point to remember about these tariffs has been so far, the Trump administration theory of the case is is we want our the, these tariffs to go in. Uh, principally on intermediate goods. There's a good reason for that. This administration is, in fact, trying to trying to deflect the cost of these tariffs on American consumers. So if you put it on intermediate goods, right, 
if you put it on intermediate goods, this is the theory. I, I and I, I this is King talking. This is not this is not something that's been stated by the administration. But this seems to I'm I'm asserting this as being the implication of the action they're taking. If you wish to degree, disagree with me, if you, you can you can hop on Twitter and bark at me that way, or you can come on the air and we can have a conversation about it, 651-289-4477. If you disagree with me, or if you agree with me, yeah, we take those calls too. They're, they're to be very blunt with you, not as interesting as the ones that disagree to the listeners. And they're not as fun for me. I, I kind of like to get into discussions about this because... I have pretty firm opinions about this, but here's the theory of the case. The Trump administration has tried to be sure that these tariffs go on to goods that either they visibly want to help, which means usually industrial materials like steel and aluminum, or cars, or they want to place the tax, the the tariff, which is a tax, they want to place the tariff on intermediate goods. Now, why would you tax intermediate goods? Because economic theory says that's like the worst thing to tax. Because you have no idea what the actual burden of the tax or tariff is. But that's the exact point they're going for. By tariffing intermediate goods, when prices rise on the goods that use those intermediate goods, you can't say that you're 100% certain that that tariff was exactly because that 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 price increase on the final good was because of the tariff placed on the intermediate good that's the input to making that final good because okay taxes like to hide our politicians like to hide taxes because hidden taxes are very very hidden taxes are very very surreptitious in how they act on the upon the economy okay they're very very surreptitious so he is now offered saying i'm going to raise a he now said over the last weekend i'm going to raise those tariffs from 10 percent to 25 percent news stories come out again follow the twitter feed at pound kbrs to see all the stories that came out but the one of the stories that came out said well, we had listened to the Trump administration saying that their economy was weak. How? Because they kept jawboning the Fed to lower interest rates. Jawboning the Fed to lower interest rates was interpreted by the Chinese, among some other things they, the Trump administration has said, but it was interpreted by the Chinese to say, you don't think your economy is very strong. So you want a deal, and you want it bad enough that we don't have to give you everything that we had initially agreed to. So we're going to mark up the document. And indeed, the Chinese have, in fact, backed away from the, doc- from the document. Okay? They've backed away from what was written down. So they, they had done, and this is sort of a traditional trade negotiation. This trade negotiation was a negotiation that said, that had everyone trying to write down what the agreement was. They had a 150-page document agreeing on what it was that they that each side would do. The Chinese, you know, the Chinese side, in advance of the meetings that had been planned for Thursday and Friday of the week, of this past week, sent over a draft. Here are the edits we'd like to see to this document before we can agree to it. And it substantially weakened a number of items in the document. Well, I have not seen, I don't believe anyone, I don't believe it's been made public, what these revisions were. I would think if the Trump administration wishes to be transparent about why they backed away, they should probably release the document. But there's a good reason for them not to. There's probably a lot of things in there that they would rather do relatively quietly. So we probably won't get to see what's in that document. So to make a long story short, after after the news comes out, well, they renegotiated. Uh, they they did some things. Indeed, President Trump uh, told us the story. Uh, told us the story on Thursday. Uh, Andrew, let's play cut number two, please. 
We were getting very close to a deal. Then they started to renegotiate the deal. We can't have that. So our country can take in $120 billion a year in tariffs, paid for mostly by China, by the way, not by us. A lot of people try and steer it in a different direction. It's really paid, ultimately, it's paid for by, largely by China. Oh, no, it's not, sir. But we get the point. You thought you had a deal. They backed away. And so you have to drop the hammer. I get that. I am not saying that they've behaved in a... In a the, the, the U.S. side has behaved in a fashion that I find understandable. I would not necessarily have put them in that position to start, but I, I get it. I get it, sir. But let's figure out how much this is costing us. And let's see what happened when they came back to negotiations. Because honestly, yesterday didn't go well for that, for either side. And we'll hear from both sides after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on Business 1440. He's a national radio host and former Fox News contributor and White House staffer. And he's coming to the Twin Cities on June 15th. Join us for Dive In, dinner and discussion with Dr. Sebastian Gorka. Find tickets and details at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. So you've been exploring solutions for your hair loss. You've seen ads from the national chains. You've researched the alternative products that cost a fortune, but there seem to be no guarantees. So here's good news for you. This is Dennis Prager. Go to INeedMoreHair.com and see what their hair transplant specialists are doing for men and women like you. The consultations are free. Their doctors have given patients in Hollywood and worldwide a full head of hair. They can do the same for you. You'll see a more confident reflection of yourself. In fact, they guarantee your results in writing, and their prices are some of the best in the business, as low as $3 per graft. So stop searching and go to INeedMoreHair.com. Call their office in Egan for your free consultation. Get the permanent solution to your hair loss at INeedMoreHair.com. INeedMoreHair.com. Experience you can trust. Prices you can afford. Hey, your home has some real nice gutters, said no one ever. It's Matthew with the Kingdom Builders. No one notices gutters until there's a problem. Whether you've had damage from an ice dam from the long, hard winter, water in your basement, or you've just been thinking about the health of your gutters for a while, call the Kingdom Builders. We fabricate 5- and 6-inch seamless gutters right on site, and they're specifically designed and color matched to your home. We also mount stainless steel micro-mesh gutter covers to keep your system clean. No getting up on a ladder and wondering what you'll find. A budding tree, an irritated robin, or the neighbor kid's lacrosse ball. We're talking minimum maintenance for years to come. Plus, they look great. So let us take care of the most underappreciated but very important part of your roof, your gutter system. Call the Kingdom Builders today, 612-900-9166, or find us online at thekingdombuilders.net. That's thekingdombuilders.net. We're not salespeople, we're just great gutter installers. He arrived right at noon to get the toilet in shape, when all of a sudden... Their dog Hershey escaped, and rather than stand there flat on his feet, he set down his tools and chased her down the street. He's your Benjamin Franklin plumber, and he's a true legend. 952-933-8888. Save $200 on water heaters. Dogs love warm baths, too. Business 1440 and iHeartRadio. They go together like pennies and pinching. Listen anytime, anywhere at iHeart.com or with the free iHeartRadio mobile app. Welcome back, King Daniel Show, Business 1440. That's new and different. Like that. King Daniel Show, Business 1440. Thank you for listening. We're talking about the trade. So the 
Chinese come to this come and they bring uh, Liu He, the uh, the uh, the vice premier of China and basically their chief trade negotiator and frankly the chief of economic policy in China. Uh, and let me let me uh, play a couple clips for you from before and after that after that conversation uh, out on the. Uh, on the lawn, uh, lawn front of the White House uh, Friday morning, yesterday morning, um, Sarah Sanders, uh, the press secretary to President Trump, was was just discussing, discussing this and just said this is as they were going into the meeting. Sarah Sanders says this cut number one. We've got an indication that they want to make a deal. Uh, our teams are in continued negotiations. They're going to sit down tomorrow and we'll see what happens from there. Okay, so actually, actually, I think that clip might have been from from uh, Thursday evening. I thought it was a Friday morning clip, but but given the timing, so they meet yesterday, and as they walk out, okay, you, it looks it looks like a tense negotiation. I I watch pictures uh, of of uh, Lou come in and go out, uh, watch the video of him going in and coming out. And he's got the same kind of tight smile going in both directions. He doesn't seem to be terribly happy with what has happened, uh, with, with what's with why he's there and how things are going. Um, President Trump at one point says, "Well, I got this very beautiful letter from Chi, and I look forward to talking to him and so forth." And as they walk out, they. News comes from the White House and is reported on uh, several stations simultaneously. And I, I don't play clips of. Typically, I don't play clips of reporters um, who are who are coming out uh, who are covering this. But uh, Steve Mnuchin, the Treasury Secretary, who's part of the negotiating team along with Robert Lighthizer, the U.S. Trade Representative, um, says no, no future. You know, there's no plan to meet again, which was news. That kind of what made sure that they brought it out after four o'clock Eastern time. Why? Because that's when the markets close. The markets actually close slightly up. I think mostly on this talk about a beautiful letter. A not, you know everything is gone, kind of hunky dory. Um, yeah, this is negotiations, but it's just the last stage of a negotiation. Everything's gonna be fine at the end. Don't you worry. We're going to land the plane. Everything will be okay. And then Mnuchin is quoted on uh, on on the cable uh, business stations saying, "Nope, we don't have a plan to go to go to Beijing next week. We don't plan to we don't plan to uh, talk to them again." Uh, and as word continues to come out, the 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 statement seems to be. Basically, we've said all we can say to each other. Each side has drawn... It, they didn't say this, but I'll, I'll put words in their mouth. Each side seems to have drawn their red lines, and the only people that can move those red lines are the two principals, Trump and Chi. So, uh, Liu gets on the plane, goes back to, um, goes back to Beijing, and um, this was on a, a, a Chinese TV um Saturday morning, uh, uh, Beijing time, so uh, middle middle of the night our time. But this is the piece. He comes out and says this. This is cut number four, Andrew. The talks didn't break down. Both sides clarified each other's stances and discussed the content for the next round of consultation. Both sides also maintained relatively good communication and cooperation. Therefore, I don't think the talks had broken down. On the contrary, it's normal to have minor setbacks or detours in talks. It's inevitable. We're cautiously optimistic. Both sides agreed to maintain the good momentum, to continue communication despite recent setbacks. Both sides also agreed to conduct talks in Beijing in the near future. So this was an interesting piece, and I don't think this has been picked up yet by much of the U.S. Uh, press, but I've been uh, reading. I've, I've been reading uh, Chinese websites uh, um, that are in English. I don't read Chinese, uh, but I've been reading Chinese websites, uh, looking for information. I follow several uh, Chinese bloggers, um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna point out two pieces to this that I that I think are important. First of all, do not underestimate the 
the level of contention there is in China over making a deal. Not everybody in China wants this trade war to go away. They don't want it. So- they don't necessarily want it solved. It's important to recognize that this this particular this particular uh, piece is the, this is the hundredth uh, anniversary of the May Fourth Movement in, in China, which is a which is a patriotic event in the in the development of the Chinese state. I'm not going to go into details on this. Also happens to be the 20th anniversary of the bombing in, of the uh, Chinese embassy in Belgrade uh, that happened uh, during the conflicts in uh, Bosnia, Serbia, and elsewhere in the former Yugoslavia, um, which caused a lot of patriotic protests in China against the United States. People kind of forget that. This is a sensitive week, okay? And sensitive. this was a sensitive week in a period, it's sort of like having this thing happen around the 4th of July. People have a little extra patriotism on on that week of where you've, where you've got celebrations of your independence. This is that week in China. Or this past week was that week in China. So the Chinese may have underestimated us, but understand, underestimated our resolve, but understand as well that the Chinese do not have, you know, President, you know, President Xi. Although people will say, well, he's now virtually a dictator. He has an unlimited term of office. He can be there as long as he wants. It would seem because he can just keep changing the rules wherever he wants. He's no, he's no different than Putin. He's no more democratic than Putin. What, what the heck? Why, why does he have to bow to pressure? It's a very different setup in China, even from Russia. I'm not going to do a whole lot of comparative economics, comparative politics, but just a little bit in every country the theory the theory that i work from is that even in a dictatorship there are a group of people around the dictator or supreme leader whatever you want to call that person whose support is needed for them to stay in power and there's always competition for that person all right i promise you even though we think of Kim as being an absolute, complete, ruthless dictator of North Korea, somewhere in the North Korean uh, structure, there is somebody out there going, you know, if he makes a mistake, that could be my chance. Now, of course, you don't want to say that out loud, or you certainly don't want to say it, you know, you don't want to say it unless you're sure that there's a, that the people around you are completely, absolutely loyal. But the way you do it is you have to be able to provide goods and you have to be able to provide benefits to the people who keep you in power. And if you don't do that, someone else is out there saying, I can get you more benefits than that person can. Maybe you should support me and not and not Chi or not Kim or not Putin. Or not or to me this is why you haven't seen change change in uh Venezuela is Maduro still even though he doesn't have a whole lot of money coming in on oil, he's got enough coming in, plus some some money that's being given to him by the Russians and the Chinese and the Cubans, that he can pay his people off, and he's got access. He's got access to wealth that the only way the opposition in Venezuela can get that is if massive amounts of money were transferred from those fifty to sixty states who say they support Guaido to uh, allow him to try to purchase the help of the opposition. I don't think. W- I don't think Guaido has deep pockets. But in China, particularly in a slowing economy, the concern has to be that that his group of people that have to support Xi may be sufficiently large and sufficiently worried that these changes in law that the U.S. wants are going to make make him, Xi, unable to keep them in all the benefits they've had. All of that IP theft, all of those that rule breaking that happens in China benefits somebody in China, and it's not distributed widely throughout the country. It's concentrated in people near the top. And if he does agree to bust down all these issues of intellectual property theft and and and, uh, and liberalizing trade rules and so on, those people who are part of his group of support, the people that keep Chi in the power he has, will have an issue. And if they have that issue, then then 
they might go in some other place. We'll talk a little bit more about this right after these messages. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Hi, it's Hugh Hewitt for PatriotMobile.com, the country's only conservative cell phone carrier. Do you believe in abortion? Do you want sanctuary cities? And if not, why are you supporting these efforts with your cell phone? Big Mobile has given millions of dollars of your money to these causes when you pay your cell phone bill. That's why conservatives created Patriot Mobile, to give you a choice to stop supporting things you don't believe in. It's easy to switch to Patriot Mobile. You get the same reliable nationwide service, unlimited talk and text, plans starting as low as $25, and each bill you pay supports your values. Need more motivation? Mention Hugh Hewitt when you call 1-800-A-PATRIOT or visit them online at patriotmobile.com forward slash Hugh to get your activation fee waived. In fact, for two lines, you can make a difference, but only if you make the switch to Patriot Mobile. Call 1-800-A-PATRIOT. Or visit PatriotMobile.com forward slash Hugh. Some guys are okay with settling. Other guys just want to do things right. That's why they use Gold Bond Men's Lotion with intensive moisturizers and skin strengthening proteins. For skin that looks and feels good, don't settle. Go for the Gold Bond. You work for the sweat. You respect the sweat and never regret the sweat. You've got Gold Bond Powder. Fights wetness, odor, and relieves itch. Keeps you feeling fresh, cool, and clean. Go, Bond. Respect the sweat. Use is directed. Good day. Welcome to our show. Today's topic, how to cover up your backyard. Well, I can't use my tube because it's not big enough, eh? No, but you got a lot of space back there. You know what would fit? What? An Arctic spa or Arctic swim spa. Oh, yeah. Take off. It would have helped with a cabin fever for sure. Why should we get one now instead of waiting for fall? Well, because there are model close-up pricing deals. You like a good deal. Showroom clearance deals. And the new models are also starting to show up in the showroom. Yeah, but aren't we going to have to pay a premium right now? No, eh? Premier Pool and Spa wants you to have the spa your dreams when you want it. They get you the very best deal any time of the year. They also bring them in by their truckload so you can take advantage of those big savings. It sounds like they're working hard for me. They want you to have the best hot tub. And it's mating Canada for those Minnesota winters, eh? For the very best price, eh? Yeah, save on all the Arctic spas today. Visit Premier Pool and Chanhassen at PremierPools.com. Premier Pool and Spa, where we take fun seriously. Blue Ox Heating and Air. Right now at Blue Ox Heating and Air. BOGO. Buy one, get one free. Buy one high-efficiency furnace and get one air conditioner free. Plus, financing available with 18 months no interest. Some restrictions apply. Call for complete details. Offer ends May 15. BOGO. 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 Blue Ox Heating and Air. Legendary service. Install and repair. We'll fix anything with legendary care. Welcome back, King Banyan Show, Business 1440. So this is the this is the story here of this China China deal. 651-289-4477. Number to call with questions or comments. Um you know, I, I, I do like this. I think this is important. Um Don writes, we are seeing a demonstration of a U.S. negotiator instead of a U.S. politician. I think that's in fact true. Because this is what it comes down to now. This is simply a two-person, this is, this is basically a two-person game. The U.S. believes that it's in a fairly strong position. It may have given a conflicting signal to the Chinese in terms of its, of its jawboning vis-a-vis the Fed. They may not have thought that piece out well enough to realize that they were signaling weakness in their trade negotiations with China. Whether or not you think they should have interpreted that way or not, um, they, they probably have. They, they, but otherwise, I think the U.S. has played a fairly consistent game. This, the, 
that interpretation notwithstanding. And we could argue that that's chi- the, Chinese is issue, the Chinese issue and not a U.S. issue. That's okay. Um, that's okay. We can... Uh, uh, we can we can walk back walk back and say hey look look what the growth rate is we don't think it's going to fall if you want to call our bluff and think we're going to blink first that's that's fine but understand a couple other things the U.S. right now right so when China places tariffs China places tariffs in ways in most of these countries now apply tariffs in a way that would do the most damage politically. Remember the round of tariffs where they were tariffing uh, Harley-Davidson motorcycles, both in Europe and China, because Paul Ryan was Speaker of the House and Harleys get made in his district? They were taxing bourbon from Kentucky, home of, of Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell. Well, you can bet that the Chinese want to go after the farmers. Okay, but there was a little nugget. This is from... This is from Geopolitical Futures, uh, a, a uh, foreign policy advising group uh, uh, in, in uh, D.C. Um, this is from a, a newsletter they put out, yes, or memo, the daily memo they put out yesterday. The course of the trade war was always going to be shaped largely by economic conditions in both U.S. and China, and unexpected shocks to either system could prove pivotal. As we discussed recently, China is grappling with a strain of swine fever that may wipe out a massive chunk of its hog industry. This matters to the trade war because counter-tariffs targeting U.S. farmers have been one of the most potent retaliatory measures in Beijing's toolbox. And if China needs to import more U.S. pork products, it loses this leverage. Now, could they get pork from other countries other than the United States? Of course they could. And I'm almost positive that uh, Europe has been uh, knock, has been traveling to Beijing to offer pork products to them. Now, in China, in countries that become more developed, and particularly those that follow a rapid development path like China and, or India, from a point where they where they are in a, at a low stage of development to reaching that middle income. A number that goes up fairly rapidly, we would say that it's income elastic, is the consumption of meat products. So there's a huge amount of, of meat demanded pork, which is the preferred meat in, um, in uh, China. Um, and uh, that will, that piece, that Chinese import, um, has been very strong of late. That has encouraged the Chinese to invest in pork production in their own country. But swine fever, Asian swine fever, has, according to several reports I've read, led to potentially 30-40% of their of their hogs to have to go to slaughter and not be uh, consumed because, because they're contaminated. That really diminishes the one of the tools in the toolbox that the Chinese have at their disposal. That story's been out there for a while. But add to it this. Earlier this week, USDA, U.S. Department of Agriculture, reports that that China is also grappling with an infestation of armyworm, a crop-eating pest that affects soybeans. Again, a major Chinese import from the U.S. and one Beijing is targeted with counter-duties in the past. This comes as Chinese data released Thursday showed a 2.5% annual increase in consumer price inflation in April, with food inflation jumping 6.1% compared to 4.1% in March. At the same time, I tweeted earlier today, grain supplies in the U.S. are, are significantly higher. I'm reading, I'm reading now from a Reuters report from yesterday. U.S. Department of Agriculture on Friday forecast bigger-than-expected domestic supplies of corn, soybeans, and wheat, with outlooks for big harvests and export concerns underpinning the bearish stocks views. Soybean futures fell to their lowest in more than a decade after the government data was released. Wheat sank to its lowest level since January 2018. So in the U.S., the perception is farmers are getting demolished 
in part because they've had bumper crops. They stored the soybeans thinking that the trade deal would be worked out and the soy would once again flow to China. And now there is this disruption. But on the other hand, if this story of armyworm infestation of the soy crop in China is true, then perhaps the Chinese will need to make a deal more than they're letting on. I'm going to play for you one more time, uh, uh, Liu He, and I want you to listen carefully and ask yourself this question. Is he ready to walk away from a deal, or does it sound like someone who's like, no, 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 I, we still want a deal. Let's, let's listen to him again, please. Cut number four. The talks didn't break down. Both sides clarified each other's stances and discussed the content for the next round of consultation. Both sides also maintained relatively good communication and cooperation. Therefore, I don't think the talks had broken down. On the contrary, it's normal to have minor setbacks or detours in talks. It's inevitable. We're cautiously optimistic. Both sides agreed to maintain the good momentum, to continue communication despite recent setbacks. Both sides also agreed to conduct talks in Beijing in the near future. So that is going to be the, the uh, that's going to be their stance. They, they, I think they still are in a position where they could use a deal. So there's this battle. On the one hand, a lot of the IP theft resolution, a lot of the, a lot of the uh, uh, restrictions on entry, ownership of firms and so on, those are harming the interests of that group of people who help keep Xi in power. And this is true in every country. I'm not going to get into the details of this theory and sort of like how many are there and how does this work and how does the competition happen. But I'm just going to, I'm just going to say competitive forces work in dictatorships. There's political competition. There's political entrepreneurship. It doesn't just happen in democracies. It also ha- It's just that the rules of the game are a little different. Well, they're a lot different. And even between dictatorships, between between North Korea and Russia and China, all of which have some degree of of voting on something or other, North Korea the least of the three, but in all countries the, the, the person in power has a lot of power. They're subject to, they're subject to competitive pressures. So I believe that there's in fact gonna want to be a deal. And it's also true that they probably haven't worked out everything in the deal as well. Let me uh, let me play. This is Michael Pillsbury, who's uh, the China expert at the Hudson Institute, uh, speaking yesterday. I believe this is from Fox, uh, and he discusses how it is that that this has happened. And I think I think there's a lot of truth to this. And listen to particularly to the very last point he makes. Cut number three. This is not a walkout or a breakdown of the talks. That's mm. the good news. Uh, the bad news is obviously there were two sets of issues to be worked on. One is what the president referred to as Chinese renegotiation. Sometimes the word reneging has been used as well. Uh, the other set of issues was the remaining, you know, Steve Mnuchin said we're 90 percent there at one point. The remaining 10 percent. That remaining 10 percent is is pretty is is still to be done. That's. That's probably where that last ten percent is happening. That that those revisions were part of the last ten percent. I mean, they had a document. It wasn't like to be. I mean, I don't. I don't. There may have been sections that like TBD to be determined, but my guess is it wasn't that way. What what they have said, what they have done, is instead to say, we are. We are able to give you this. We're not able to give you that because that's going to make some of our political supporters very, very unhappy. But those things that those political supporters wanted to take back off the table were the things that made the made the Trump administration want to make the deal. And so now they've had to go back and reinforce and reassess. And they're like, whoa, 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 wait, wait, wait. Okay. Particularly if it turns out the agricultural stories tr- are true. It, it appears the swine fever piece is certainly true. The army worm piece is a USDA report. I haven't seen I haven't seen it reported in Chinese press much yet. Um, I'll, I'll I'll keep looking for it. But if that's also true, then that makes it even more likely that the Chinese would like a deal, and that this that and that this is probably going to going to fall to the wayside. This and, and they'll have a deal. Here's what I think will happen. What will happen is there's going to be another lovely, a very beautiful letter 
There's going to be a phone conversation between the two leaders. Um, the conversations will happen in the background. I do not expect Mnuchin and Lighthizer to fly to Beijing next week. I think instead, sometime in early June, there's actually going to be a, a summit in Beijing. Trump will go there. They'll, sh- they'll have whatever last negotiation they need, and a deal will be made. I think it's going to happen. That's why the market went up yesterday. They're not, they're not worried about it either. They think a deal is going to be made as well. Believe, believe all of that, I, I say. You are listening to The King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Business 1440 is KYCR Golden Valley. Budget meetings, young adult ministry meetings, mission and outreach meetings, what carpet should we buy for the office meetings? Twin Cities Pastors, you're invited to the 11th Annual Pastors Appreciation Lunch on Friday, May 17th. This luncheon is a remedy for too many meetings fever and is a healthy break from your overloaded schedule. Plus, it's free thanks to support from the Kingdom Builders. Reserve your seats for this time of fellowship and encouragement at am980themission.com. Looking for future leaders we can trust and believe in? Look no further than the high school student-athletes right here in Minnesota. High school sports teach young people how to be effective leaders. It begins by making their grades and being on time for practice. It includes learning to listen, following directions, accepting responsibility, being a good role model. And it's about respect for officials, opponents, the rules, and each other. The result it transcends sports. It gives us hope for the future. High school sports. There's so much more than just a game. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. There is nothing that they won't do to get you the help you need to become a successful student at Online Trading Academy. My name is Brian. I've been with Online Trading Academy since November 2016. What OTA has done for me, they've really opened my eyes into how the financial markets work and how a financial advisor, how do mutual funds work and how do they make money and what the expense is to me for them giving me their advice. Teaching me that I can be in control of that is really helping me save the expense that they had been taking out of my portfolio. The only criteria that you need is the internal desire to want to become a trader and take financial control of your life. Join us for a free investing class by calling pound 250 on your cell phone and use the keyword OTA or go to learnwithota.com. Debt snowball got you down? Is it time to kick up your savings with a side hustle? Go to voitbus.com. Voits is a family-owned local bus company that is looking for people just like you. We are in need of bus drivers, bus assistants, van drivers, mechanics, body repair, and vehicle cleaning staff. No matter what your interests are, we can keep that side hustle going so you can get off the beans and rice and start living like no other. Visit Voitbus. Welcome back, King Daniel Show, Business 1440. We're talking uh, trade. This really is the story of the uh, week. Um, here and wanted to make sure we covered in sufficient detail. It'll be the story on Monday, too. Um, mid-afternoon yesterday, Friday, uh, a statement was released from the U- the office of the U.S. Trade Representative, uh, who currently is Robert Lighthizer. Um, quote, earlier today at the discretion of the president, a uh, direction of the president, excuse me, the U.S. increased the level of tariffs from 10% to 25%. On approximately $200 billion worth of Chinese imports, the president also ordered us to begin the process of raising tariffs on essentially all remaining imports from China, which are valued at approximately $300 billion. Unquote. 
The process for public notice and comment will be published shortly at the in the Federal Register. The details will be on the USTR website on Monday as we begin the process prior to a final decision on these tariffs. So you can expect um, all of the caterwauling to increase, to have crescendo, a ramp up on Monday as they say, oh my goodness, they're going to tariff everything. They will. They will, they will start that process. That doesn't mean they're going to do it. It just means they're going to, they're going to say, we're serious about this, and so we're investigating how it is we, we tear off the rest of your stuff. We have a process we have to go through, and we will follow that process. Uh, again, I'm not, I'm, I'm, not, uh, I'm not in favor of this stuff. I still think there's damage done. I tweeted to you a couple things on our t- Twitter feed at Pound KBRS, one of them one of them, uh, uh, something from uh, Craig Arman at, uh, at, uh, at Political Calculations, uh, trying to estimate the size of the trade war and, and what it's done. And just looking at the volume of trade, in March 2019, he writes, the gap between pre, pre-trade war trend and the trailing 12-month average of the value of goods exchanged between the U.S. and China expanded to $6.4 billion. Thanks mainly to the cumulative impact of China's effective boycott on U.S.-grown soybeans achieved through its retaliatory tariffs. So that's the that's the total of it. If you add that all up, Craig estimates that 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 comes out to twenty-seven billion dollars. There are numbers all over the place, and I've tweeted several to you. You can get number you can get numbers that run up even up to a hundred billion dollars. I don't think those are true. Also pointed out by one of our one of our Twitter followers who goes at canoe often, um, he tweets. He tweets to us the the fact that, of course, that doesn't mean that that we're just not getting any of those goods. It could just mean that we're getting those goods, but we're getting them from some other place. China's doing the same thing. Indeed, as we've talked about, part of the theory that uh, this White House has operated under has been the desire to have to have most of the. Um, to have more and more of the supply chain for goods and services locate back to the United States or at least locate out of China. And I say, well, if it does that, where would it go? Mexico seems to be becoming more important. As I noted last week, Mexico is now our largest, our la- is our largest uh, source of imported goods as opposed to China. And it has been for a few months. I don't know if that's going to continue or not. Maybe it's a temporary, a temporary effect. And maybe when they sign a trade deal, it will switch right back to being China again. Who knows? I, I, I don't know. I'm not. I don't predict uh, trade flows uh, as part of my work. But I would, uh, I would not be surprised if Mexico is a more desirable destination. Uh, from which we would get imports because we would feel like we had more ability to work with Mexico rather than a near peer uh, political power in in China. So I I would not at all be surprised for for that to be for that to be true. If you look at the states that have suffered the most from uh, from China's propo- from the from the tariffs and the proposed tariffs, okay. Soybeans, number one state to export soybeans actually happens to be Louisiana, followed by, uh, which is the soybean, uh, the soybean crop uh, is, um, in, that's been hit by uh, Chinese counter tariffs has been Louisiana, number one, Alaska, two, South Carolina, three, Alabama, four, Washington, five. Okay, it took me to get to number five before you got to a state that voted for, voted for President Trump in 2016. They hit the petrochemical industries because they're, of course, going after those intermediate goods. Uh, it's uh, it's uh, hit aircraft manufacturing, pharmaceutical preparations, uh, auto manufacturing, and truck truck and uh, SUVs, and 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 so on. That's where it's been. Um, according to uh, people from and, and wh- where you're going to hear it a lot is going to be, of course, in the retail sector. Okay. Um, this is, um, Alex Camera, CEO of audio control in C- in Seattle. Uh, the national retail federation put this together. 
It frustrates me when I, a little when I see headlines that tariffs are attacks on the Chinese economy, though they are not. They are direct impact on the cost and cash I have to spend on employment and investment. This is a direct tax. That is true. But this is why they have tried very hard to put the put these tariffs on intermediate goods to reduce the amount of that kind of, of complaint. If the U.S. chooses to tariff the remaining $300 billion, they will not have that particular story to fall back on anymore. They will, of course, continue to try. Can't blame them for that. But I do believe that that's going to end up that's now that's going to end up being a story that won't be able to be sustained. You will end up with more and more people coming out to say that these tariffs are hurting and they are hurting. But the point is this is simply a two-person game and and you are better off as much as I, I will point out the economic costs of this. This is not economics and work here. This is pure politics and as Don pointed out to us on Twitter, I think this is exactly right. This president is not acting like a politician. He's acting like a negotiator. He's acting like a real estate developer. Who under, and I've heard Hugh Hewitt say this on his radio program on our sister station, AM 1280, The Patriot, and I agree with him on this. You get to the end of the game. President Xi says, yeah, you know what? You might have shown me a little bit of a weak hand with all your complaining about the Fed. Maybe I don't have to agree to all this. Let's see what happens if I do this, if I try to take this stuff off the table, because maybe you want to deal more than I, more than you're letting on. Trump says, no, you think I need a deal? I don't need a deal. I can make this work. Uh, and so they played the game, the game, okay, and the game has happened. They're now engaged in a game of brinksmanship. It's as simple as that. Okay, it's 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 the suicide it's the suicide drive with James Dean and you have to figure out who's going over the cliff first, who's going to stop first. Right? Who's going to stop first? I don't know. I I I really don't know. These seem like two pretty shrewd guys. All I know is in the meantime, there are costs to our economy. We'll be back after this. You're listening to the King Banyan show on Business 1440. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-444-2013. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes or overweight or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-444-2013. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-444-2013. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Call 800-444-2013. 800-444-2013. Did you know that 81% of Americans have at least one social media profile on sites like Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram? 30% of consumers say they may not buy from a business without social media presence. I'm Nick Anderson, General Manager of Salem Media Group Twin Cities, and I want to introduce you to Salem Surround, the next generation answer to digital marketing for local businesses. Salem Surround can put your company in the middle of the conversation. Call Alyssa for more information at 651-289-4406. Policies issued by American General Life Insurance Company, Houston, Texas. Not available in all states. For details, visit AIGdirect.com. Do you have a family? Would you like to help make sure they'll be taken care of if anything were to happen to you? If you answered yes, you probably need life insurance. Now, do you think life insurance is expensive? If you answered yes to that, too you definitely need to give AIG Direct a call. We could find you a quarter of a million dollar policy for just $14 a month, which means you could save hundreds of dollars a year. Call us now for a free, no obligation quote. 1-800-930-2646. Since 1995, we've helped millions of people find out if they could save up to 70% on their term life insurance. See how affordably we can help you protect your family. 
Call AIG Direct now for your free quote. 1-800-930-2646. You could save up to 70%. That's 1-800-930-2646. 1-800-930-2646. Step into Chet's shoes this season for a variety of men's and women's work and recreational footwear. Our store features safety toes and regular toes, as well as keen hiking boots and New Balance walking and running shoes. Think steel toe boots are too heavy? Check out our lightweight safety toe footwear. Don't let spring showers get in the way of work or play this season. Make sure your feet are protected with durable waterproof boots. Stop in to see us in Columbia Heights and shop ChetShoes.com. If the shoe fits, you've been to Chet's. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.